That's KC may contain graphic and explicit content which may not be suitable for the ears of some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Listen up now, don't get too far. You tuned in to hear some stories told by two ladies named Hillary. Hey! on them that I come to find out I didn't know that was a thing. Which I knew, but I just figured no one touches them. But so yeah, you I just didn't. put the SD card in to get your stuff off yeah. and put it. Anyway. It was weird that it wasn't even, I don't know, that was like not saying like locked or... Pro- no, it, it was just card protected. Yeah, That's weird. Yeah. I thought it was like formatting. Anyway. I don't know. Hello everyone. Yeah. That's We're back. Technology things. They suck. Yay. <laughs> Technology. Um, episode uh, 55. Woo. Uh, true crime. And Sorry. yeah, yeah, it smells good. Mm-hmm. I need it yeah, to be sweeter, crime. but it's right. Um, and so we tra- <laughs> true crime and paranormal of um, Kansas City, Missouri, Kansas slash surrounding area slash whatever we find in other state because we can. And we usually have local things. Not usually, we always have local things. Um, so this is uh, a Terra Vox. From Voice of the Land. <laughs> uh, it's from the um, Vox Vineyards in um, Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, this is the Sagne? Sagne? I don't know. S A I G N E E? Yeah, but, but I think he has Signe. an accent. Signe. 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 Yeah. Is it like the signature? But it's like the signature. Sig- Signe? I, have no idea. I don't know. I don't know. I can't read. Mm, no, no words. Uh, <laughs> I don't know words. But it is a rosé wine. That's good. Missouri made. Um, it's not, yes, it's not as sweet as my favorite wine, but it's, no, it's pretty it's good. I mean, it's still not as sweet <laughs> for you. I'm yeah. used to. It like, uh, actually tastes like wine. Yeah. <laughs> um. So the, uh, say, say, they should have put pronunciations on this thing. Um, the Signe Sang- <laughs> story. Uh, this, Jesus, Sagney, Sagney. My mom will correct it later, probably. That's fine. Uh, method produces two wines from one lot of grapes. The rose style wine in this bottle was pressed early from its twin, <laughs> a dark, extremely robust. <laughs> 2017 Norton Lot 1. Oh, okay, that's why it's like kind of not as sweet. The Norton isn't usually sweet. Okay. Which I is a Missouri hilarious. like grape. This is the Norton. Um, aged oh. in oak for two months, this highly textured uh, offering will com- complement most any thoughtful traditional cuisine. 
<laughs> Very cool. funny. Um, 79 cases produced. Kansas City, Missouri. So it's limited edition. Mm-hmm. Which is why we I was, got that instead of the vignoles. Because I knew vignoles was going to be sweet. Yeah. But I was like, I'm getting a different brand. A new brand that we haven't had before. I like the label on it. Mm-hmm. It's pretty neat. It's, pre- it's a pretty penny for wine, but <laughs> yeah. it's fine. Um, like, and I got it at it's all right. Gomer's. I was like, uh, yeah, if we're going to Hamsies, that's, yeah. that's fine. <laughs> that's I was like, yeah, if we're going to Hamsies, that's yes. why I made Otherwise, sure. Otherwise, I would not buy a bottle. <laughs> no. Like, we should just do that more often and be like, hey, we have an expensive bottle of yeah. wine, but we're going to go have these or let's go have these. Get someone else and to wine go or, <laughs> or like, hey, local gin or local yeah. whiskeys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Look gin or look whiskeys. At, look at that. Yeah. Uh, right. Um, bam. I was going to say something. Oh, I got it at Gomer's, um, 39th and. Um, Broadway. Nice. Oh, and I just punched my mic. <laughs> uh, <what>? Whoopsies. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. So uh, true crime. Um. Yeah. Other things. Oh. Um. So basically, like, I don't know what is going on, but Kansas kind of like just lost its shit last week yeah. from like Wednesday until like Sunday. Yeah. Um, so there were, uh, 13 shootings, uh, since Wednesday, August 1st. So August, um, started off with a bang. Yeah. Literally. Literally. A lot of bangs. Yeah. Um, so, which left five dead and 20 others hurt. Um, yeah. So on the blog, which I need to update for episode 54, whoops, uh, I'll put the link to that because it goes through. Um, from KCTV five, it goes through like each day wh- who was shot and like what happened. Oh shit! And go, yeah, I was gonna let go over it, but I was like, I don't want to. Um, on positive news, I had shows this weekend. Yay! <laughs> it was a good time. Um, and I started working at um, Wheat today. Well, working as in just getting prepped and stuff for mm. Wheat neighborhood table. But just most prep people probably just call it Wheat. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, just getting stuff prepped, and then we'll try out some recipes, and then be open in probably like two, three weeks or so. That's cool. So yeah, it's exciting. A lot of people that walked by, um, and <laughs> so they would walk by, and then they um, would like look in, but then they would get to the door and then notice that it says "coming soon," <laughs> and so I would just be like, I just wouldn't even look up at the front of the window; I'd just continue what I was doing. Right. Yeah, just don't make eye contact. Mm-hmm. Or don't some people didn't contact. know have has moved, so they were like, yeah. oh, I'm expecting to be able to come eat. She's like, no, sorry. Um, which is just like, it's just right right up the street. So. Like, uh, sorry to put you out uh, four minutes up the road. Sorry <laughs> like, about it. Um, but you can, they can pop around Biz and Weezy or down in Mildred's for right now. And then they'll come to us. Um, uh, if you build it, they will come. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the ho- homicides... Just because it's been yeah two weeks since we <laughs> yeah it's been one week uh, now. Oh um, so Casey, Missouri itself, uh, seventy one this week. Two weeks ago, it was sixty four, and in two thousand seventeen, it was eighty seven. So we're still doing better than last year. Yeah. Um, although I know like I know, Chicago, we caught up, we caught up this yeah. last week. <laughs> yeah, we're getting pretty close. But I'm sure, like, St. Louis is still, like, ahead of us, unfortunately. And Chicago, like, had a, kind of, like, the same similar type of thing with people just going crazy and shooting people. 
Uh, and then the Metro altogether is at 125. Uh, two weeks ago it was at 112. Yeah, so it's not just Kansas City. People are still losing yeah. it everywhere. Well, is it the, it's the, whatchamacallit? What were we talking about? Like the rage or whatever. And then we're just, this is like the heat. No, like the thing that's happening. Like the something, like the ash, the spiritual shit or whatever. Oh, yeah. That shit's going Mercury, on. Mercury. Yes. Retrograde there and there we go. blood moon. and Yes. And yeah. Mercury. Can you like get your. Calm sh- down. Can you help? Calm down. <laughs> help. <laughs> Um, but at least, uh, there's no change. Still only five children this year and, uh, 12 by police. Two weeks ago was 11. So only one by police officers. Mostly those have been just provoked from either standoffs or something like that, unfortunately. But yeah. Um, I'm going to keep that part probably kind of short because I got lots of stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and our we have a theme this time for our true crime is uh, crazy people we went to school with. Yes. <laughs> from high. Well, is yours kind yeah, of? High I was school. like, I don't well, know them, but yes. I only know went um, to the same school. I know two out I could, of. I just couldn't find mine. any like decent stories other than like a thirty second like this is what happened. No. Oh. But it wasn't anything like major. No. So. Mine are insane. <laughs> but then again. I live in independence, so. Oh, that's true. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Goodness. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Alrighty. You don't even do mine? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Mine's about Kevin Gunby. That's yeah. a fun name. I know. Um, uh, well, kind of. Uh, <laughs> he's not so fun. Oh, His no, name okay. is a little fun. Uh, I guess I could say it's not really, well, it is about him, but it's about Amanda Sharp as well. Kevin Gunby and Amanda Sharp. Okay. Okay. So, um, I just kind of started out. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. Okay. So, <laughs> sorry. The facts of the case are what I'm going to read first, obviously. And yeah. then read his, read whatever happens after that in trials. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately, yeah. So Amanda Sharp is the victim, mm-hmm. unfortunately, as we can all guess, cause guys suck. Okay. Um, so Jesus, <laughs> that fucking hurt. <laughs> um, okay. So everybody, should I say the school? Um, are we going to say them or? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, we're I not there anymore. Them. That's true. So okay, we, can, we went there. We, we went, went there. To schools. Okay. Yeah. So um, my high. I feel like we've already talked about this. High school. Uh, Shawnee Mission North High School over in obviously like Shawnee, whatever Overland Park area. Um, this guy, um, Brad Janes, had it was a senior at Shawnee Mission North when he attended school with Kevin Kevin Gunby. Uh, except for Brad's family moved out of the school district, so he began living with the Gunby family so that he could finish high school where he'd started it. Obviously, he's only have like half of a year left. Mm-hmm. Um, on the day of the crime, though, Gunby and Janes went to school together in Gunby's car. There they met up with friends, including Amanda Sharp and, uh, and her friend Jackie Irwin. Gunby asked Sharp to come over to his house sometime that day, um, and the two left together before school started at 7.45. Like, how the... Why are you getting up that fucking early to go to school? No. 
At North, that's not what... Well, you kind of did that, though. We kind of just would get there early, and then you'd go hang out by your lockers and talk to people yeah. until school started. Mm-hmm. So that was I mean, pretty that. fucking accurate. Um, the pair would often skip school together and go to Gunby's house, where they would um, uh, occasionally have sex and smoke marijuana. <laughs> that was hooligans. <laughs> uh, so uh, by 9 a.m., James and Irwin had also left the school to go to Gunby's house to hang out with everyone. Um, Erlin, Irwin, on the way, called Gunby as she drove, and Gunby told her not to come over. They argued, but she ended up hanging up on them and dropping James off at the, at the Gunby house around 9.20. <clears throat> so she doesn't go inside, but Gunby does. I mean, Jane's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when uh, Jane's arrived, Gunby met him at the door, and he looked. Uh, <laughs> Jane said he looked sweaty and agitated, and he had had a cut over his right eye and bite marks on his shoulder. So, not what I was expecting, but Gumby says, "Guess what I did." And Jane's mm-hmm. like, "What?" <laughs> he said, "You know how I talked about killing Sharp? Well, I did it." <laughs> yep, just f- uh, fucking says it. Right. Uh, after this releva- <laughs> revelation, revelation, Jesus, revelation. This uh, is relevant uh, it's not to really the story. A revelation. I mean, it's a revelant. It's a revenant. But also, but also, Leonardo it's not DiCaprio. even a really a, a revelation. I mean, no. after this revelation, like, no, what revelation? It. He flat out just told. What you. did he also allegedly say it? Right, right, allegedly. allegedly. Uh, so James observed sharp. Um, Amanda Sharp laying face down on a bed in a downstairs ba- bedroom. Blood was coming from her nose and she was pale and limp. Jane's unsuccessfully tried to find her pulse, um, and but he didn't know how long she had been dead for. Gunby told Jane's that he and Sharp had gotten into an argument about sexual activity they had engaged in earlier. Gunby said he had gotten rough with her and started to throw her around a bit. Sharp said um, she was going to have her boyfriend, Nick Adrino, kill Gunby. So, of course... That pissed off Gunby. Um, So at that point, he said that he choked Sharp for about uh, eight to ten minutes. He doesn't really know, obviously. Um, Unless he's sitting there with a timer. Gunby then told told Janes that Sharp put up a pretty good fight. (laughs) It's like, okay. Mm. So Janes also testified, ultimately, that Gunby kept repeating that he was, um, quote, fucked and didn't know what to do or what he was going to do. Gunby said he planned to take Sharp's body to Null Park and dump it in the creek to, quote, get the DNA off of the fingernails. So this stupid idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess he knows about DNA, but he's an idiot. Take the nails. Um, take the nails off to cut the hands Christ. off. Okay, Sorry. no, we're not giving tips 101 of how to get rid of a body. Honestly, we'll do that people another, Google We'll it. do that another episode. <laughs> we'll do that on How to get away with murder. <laughs> our own, our own <laughs> how do you get, how do you, how we think you could get away with murder. Yeah. That'd what be hilarious. TV has told us vividly yeah. how you can get yeah. away with murder. Oh, for sure. Uh. Uh, good God. So at this point, uh, James just borrowed, or yeah, he borrowed Gunby's car to go get cigarettes. Um, when he returned to the house, he found Gunby gesper- gesturing for him to back the car into the garage. So Gunby then wrapped Sharp's body in blankets and tried unsuccessfully to move her alone. So at Gunby's request, James helped him move the body into the garage, where then, um, Gunby placed it into the trunk of the car. And Gunby also told Janes to help clean blood off of a concrete wall. Gunby then... So it's like, Gunby is just in charge of this Janes guy. It's ridiculous. Gunby then repainted the wall and told Janes that he better watch his back. I'd be like, or what, you motherfucker? Well, or you'd probably kill me. So after eating lunch, um, Gunby gave Janes a ride home... Or a ride to a friend's house. But before leaving, Gunby went through uh, Sharp's purse and found an identification card, a.k.a. her... um, Either her... uh, 
license or her student ID. Um, he stroked it and then he said he was going to keep it to remember her by. Uh. Fucking weirdo. Not okay. Uh, when he dropped Jane's off at the friend's house, Gunby told Jane's to think happy thoughts and not to mention anything about Sharp's death to anyone. Think happy thoughts? I'd be like, get fucked, you motherfucker. Like, think happy happy thoughts? thoughts? I'd be like, you just murdered someone. Like, I can't even believe, like, or I can't even, like, fathom what Jane's is thinking right now. Right. Like, uh, what? (laughs) Like, I did not ask for this shit. No. Um... Which, of course, thank God, Jane's did exactly the opposite of that. He told the, the friend about Sharp's death and wanted to, and walked with the friend to a different high school, Shawnee Mission West, <laughs> uh, where he met his girlfriend. The girlfriend later testified that Jane's was crying when he met her at West, so, no. you know, it was legitimate. Mm-hmm. Um, he told her that Sharp was dead and that Gunby had strangled her. She didn't know much more of that story, though, um, because he was kind of... Uh, I don't know, uh, hard to understand, I guess. He was pretty, like, hysterical at this point. Mm-hmm. The girlfriend then called her mother, who told the teens to report the crime to a person of inthor- of authority. So, that's what they did, thank God. They found Officer Robert Miller, who was the school resource officer at West, and told him all about it. Then, um, he obviously called the police <laughs> and told them everything. Yeah. So, uh, the detective that was assigned to the case was Scott Atwell. He interviewed Jane's and the at the police station at 4 p.m. on the day of the crime, and then again two days later, just to make sure that his stories matched. Uh, Jane's two stories of events were essentially the same, although he acknowledged during the second one that he forgot to tell um, tell detectives that he went to go get cigarettes after seeing Sharp's body in the first one. So he was like, "Oh shit, I forgot to tell you, I actually did leave that day and go get cigarettes, and then came back to help with Sharp's body." Mm-hmm. Which, whatever, that's not really a huge kind of mishap on there um police conducted surveillance at the gunby house with instructions to detain gunby if he if he attempted to leave so about 6 30 p.m on the day of the crime uh gunby came out of the house and walked towards his car detective um borselman yeah Mm. borselman um approached gunby and identified himself and ordered gunby to take his hands out of his pockets and step towards the rear of the car seeing people in the house looking out the window gunby said please don't let my mother know why you are here and um and then on the way to the squad squad car he said you almost missed me i was getting ready to leave so gunby was just gonna flee the scene and Mm. not be found again but thank god they actually patrolled and found him um so amanda's body unfortunately um had been wrapped in multiple layers of bedding with duct tape secured at the ankles, upper torso, and around the head. Her jeans and underwear had been pulled down just above mm. her knees. At the time of her, at the time, her body was found. She was clothed. Um, so it's a little weird. So she was clothed in a leather collar, about one and a half inches wide and two, and uh, like a quarter inch thick, with eight spikes on it. The collar had been set in the tightest position, which actually left it with some slack. Mm. Which is kind of weird. Um, Sharp was also wearing a chain around her neck, twisted at one end, and double wrapped <laughs> underneath the collar. Ugh. And a black leather belt, or like harness kind of contraption, I guess, uh-huh. was secured just above her hips with nylon straps that clipped in the front and in the back. So I know that's a lot to think about. But basically, they're yeah. basically saying that she had like bondage type stuff mm. on when she was found. Oh, so... So like she had a collar whatever and then so she, also she was asking one. for it pretty much yeah um or that she was you know willing accomplice and all of this so, shit 
Uh, yeah. So mm-hmm. forensic neuropathologist Michael Handler performed an autopsy on Sharp's body the next day. He observed um, evidence of hom- homicidal strangulation, obviously, because petechial hemorrhages indicated a prolonged struggle with on and off ligature, or with an on and off ligature. Oh, and in addition to that, multiple injuries in several layers of Sharp's neck muscles, including two large hemorrhages indicating manual strangulation. So they knew that it wasn't, obviously, you know, mm-hmm. her doing it. <laughs> but um, Handler also, oh, the, yeah, the neuropathologist also observed blunt force trauma to Sharp's forehead, to the back of her head, and to the tempora, um, temporalis muscle, which mm-hmm. moves the jaw, apparently. Oh. Fun fact. Uh, the first two, or the first of these injuries was consistent with Sharp's head hitting the concrete wall, which is what they had heard, uh, James say that Gunby told him to clean. Yeah. Um, and uh, so that ended up um, hitting the concrete wall, ended up causing bleeding between the scalp and the skull. So he, oh, and then the, um, the he tried to like kind of downplay the shit that was on her. Mm-hmm. Um, so he said the collar and the belt that were on her body were typical or typical items worn by participants in sexual asphyxiation cases, but it did not necessarily mean that this was what happened in the case. So mm. yes, okay. that's what it looks like, but it could be staged to just look like that Good. pretty much. Yeah. Good. So he, yeah. So thank God he was actually like, well, this is what I typically see, but that doesn't always mean that's the answer. Um, so Handler also testified that Sharp, or it appeared that Sharp had struggled with their killer and that were they were considerate, considerable force applied and strangulation was prolonged sharp's injuries he said were consistent with the application of consistent pressure of her neck for a period of 10 minutes so when he said oh i don't know about eight to ten minutes he was accurate Mm -hmm. he fucking strangled 10 minutes 10 minutes 10 minutes just think about that Mm. 10 minutes takes long to strangle someone yeah Sharp had, uh, like I mentioned, Sharp had a boyfriend at the time, Adriano, um, and in the months, or, well, I guess months leading up to her death, unfortunately, she, Gunby was jealous about this relationship and would get very angry with her when she talked about him. Um, Janes testified that Gunby called Sharp a slut and a whore and, and said on numerous occasions that he wishes he could kill her. Yeah. In addition, uh, Gunby had admitted to Janes that he had gotten rough with Sharp about two weeks before her death, which just led it was just like okay so yeah he's still being violent with her mm-hmm. um what the hell oh yeah um and there was multiple cases of um friends coming up and saying that he had beaten her um there was another one that said she had told them that um Adriano had actually like when they were um going to have intercourse mm-hmm. <laughs> they're gonna do it yeah. uh basically he, horse he was, on a mambo. Well, oh my god so he it, apparently he um attempted to choke her during like just be, you know whatever but then she freaked out and was like no 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 like did not like it whatsoever so it was a thing that like her her friend or her best friend her boyfriend everybody mm-hmm. knew that she just wasn't into that stuff so it was like Okay, but I mean, she would consistently go over to Gunby's house and like they would have consensual sex and everything like that. But he would then escalate it quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. So, um, thank God. Uh, District Judge James Franklin Davis had um, under Kansas law after jury 
found Kevin Gunby, uh, he was 19 at the time, mm-hmm. of Roland Park, guilty in December, uh, uh, guilty in the premeditated first degree murder. Yeah. So the whole premeditated part is what they basically fought in on the, in the trial mm-hmm. because well and then and then it was like well Jane said you know he had gotten um Gunby said that he'd gotten rough with her about two weeks before and they're like well that's just kind of hearsay like mm-hmm. he got rough with her whatever it doesn't mean that he's gonna kill her he had the idea to kill her mm-hmm. but then it's like a constant thing that people are saying that he was saying he wanted to kill her or he was so pissed that he was gonna kill her and just kind of made all those remarks and they're like well he could have just been saying that and not really meant it because I how people say it I yeah stupid um but this um so the Someone was quoted saying, this case is based on sound science, and the science of murder is this. You cannot intentionally strangle somebody to death without there being premeditation. It is the only type of murder that exists where you can sim- where you simply cannot perform it unless you are intending to kill your victim. When you shoot your when you shoot somebody, the bullet's gone. When you set a house on fire, the fire rumbles. Mm-hmm. And But when you, when you beat with someone with a baseball bat, the damage is done. But if you strangle somebody, you don't want that person and you don't want that person to die. You let go and they will revive. So it's like, yeah, during that whole tent where he's trying to say, oh, it just happened on accident or it was during like a sexual thing. Like it was she wanted it, all that shit. No, they're like, no, you when you strangle someone, that's literally you putting your hands or something else around their neck. Yeah. Holding it there for 10 minutes and waiting for them to fucking struggle and die. It's not just oh you walked up and shot someone and then you're, it's over. Yeah, it's that's a no. It's strangulation is personal. So basically, Same. anything strangulation is considered premeditation in the Good. God's eyes, which yeah. is really cool. Um, so yeah, so that's pretty much my whole story. I had to cut out a lot of shit in there. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna... like from the story that mm-hmm. I found online because it just kept going on and on and on and on and on. Basically they just there was a couple things wrong that happened wrong in the yeah. first trial. Then they had to like do appeals, do all that shit. Nothing ever went through, blah blah blah. Yeah. So um that is the unfortunate murder of Amanda Sharp. Uh if you'd like to look up more on it, just look up Gunby versus State. Um yeah. Gunby. in Kansas. Uh and or just look up Amanda Sharp, death, whatever you want to look what up. Is uh, it? It's very terrible. How do you spell his last name? G U N B Y. Like gun. Like G. The gun. B. Yeah. Gumby versus state. state. Or, yeah. Gumby versus state. So there you go. He's a piece of shit. Okay. But, like, I remember, like, reading about this and, like, hearing about it and stuff because it's, like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, this was, it was a fucking, it was a lot. Mm-hmm. It was a lot to read. It was a little downing. Yeah, minus. If you can imagine. It's <laughs> like, Jesus. Whew, this wine's making me warm. Yeah. BT dubs. My face is already hot. That's about that rose oh, do. Jesus Christ. Wow. Rose all day. Oh, excuse me. Sorry for my burp. We're still doing the Facebook Live after this, aren't we? Mm hmm. It's going to be a fun time. Oh, no. Um. Okay. Okay. That's all yours. Okay. Yeah, go. All right. Okay. I'm going to kill this fucking bug. Hold on. Yeah, it's got a freaking gnat. I didn't get it. Okay, continue. If you hear random clapping, it's me trying to kill a bug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of, we were watching Drunk History the other night, and that happened in the end of the episode. Like, someone was like, whoa, nap, bug, bug. And it was like someone actually on, like, you know, performing it, which was like, yeah. what? It was like, it was Lincoln, I think, was the guy playing Lincoln, which was like stopped midway and was like clapping at things. Like, there was a gnat. There was a, a bug. <laughs> it's fucking funny. 
Oh, man. Oh, same way, though. Okay. So, as usual, I did my research today. Uh-huh. That's fine. Um, And then I... I've actually been to, like, doing pretty good at, like, doing it on, like, Sunday morning or something. Well, then Dylan's, like, playing his game. Yeah. So then I'm like, oh, you play your game for a while. I'm going to do this for a while. So it's, like, it's kind of a nice I little put, thing. I put all of the links on my document Sunday uh-huh. Uh-huh. of what I need to do. And then today. Well, I mean, at least you found them. Yeah. Yeah. I had Before some already. <laughs> yeah. So these are. So mine's going to be kind of long because it's insane. Um. I can try like independence people kind of lose their shit a little bit. <laughs> um uh, so first up we have um uh Mark uh well I'll just I'll just I'll just get into it and then we'll get to their yeah, names. That's fine. Um and then I'll also say how I knew them or maybe I didn't. We'll find out. Um so December uh 28, 2017 says so recent. So I also uh, coincidentally go like back in time as well oh <laughs> so this one's the most recent one and then just have i just noticed that hmm. as i was reading them um okay um so i'm gonna set it up so like your parents getting with someone else can be hard you know because they can be unbearable there's they have two a of them in here there's a bunch hold on sorry okay <laughs> yes because uh, they don't if you don't like them that's okay yeah. that's fine uh, but maybe you don't have to kill them no um however uh william uh m miller kirkland A.K.A. as to me, when I went to school with him at Truman High School, all of these are from um, Truman Truman High School. Um, it was was Mark Miller. So when his name popped up, because someone had shared it on Facebook, and I was just like, "What?" And his name popped up. Just like, I don't remember any of these names being mentioned. <laughs> I just remember it was Mark Miller. That's um, weird. But yeah, he didn't quite get that memo. So <laughs> according to court documents, uh, Mark's mother, which they did never share her name, I looked at like three different articles, never said her name, which is weird, um, told police she woke up to a loud banging and screaming outside. She checked and saw that Mark was banging on the door. Uh, she said he was intoxicated and shouting at her fiancé, um, oh, Titus uh, Burns L hyphen E-L. Hmm. Okay. Um, so his mother told police uh, that uh, she uh, tried to push Mark against the door and try to get him quiet um, and that Titus walked into the kitchen because they were having like an argument um, hoping that Mark would calm down no <laughs> um, Mark's mother told police that uh, Titus or Titus it's T-E-D-D-I-S I'm going with Titus I'm assuming T-Tedis I'm going to go with Titus. I'm going to call him Ted. I'm going to call him Ted. Ted this. Um, I'm sorry. Ted this. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> um, we're going to go with Titus because that makes, yep, that makes sense to me. Um, Titus shouted um, that um, Mark had a gun and saw, and that she saw uh, Titus holding his own gun, but down to his side and not pointing it at anyone in the kitchen. Uh, she then noticed that Mark did have a gun and tried to take the gun away from him. But he pushed her aside and shot um, Titus in the arm, which then Titus fell to the ground. And Mark proceeds to stand over him and shoot him several times. Overkill. Yeah. Literally. And then, um, as one does who's committed a crime, I suppose, um, he left the home in his white GMC Yukon. So we went a little like OJ. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Um, Mark's mother then calls the police. It was around like 3 a.m., um, stating that her son shot her fiance when officers arrived. Uh, Titus was found inside the home with a faint pulse, and he was taken to Center Point Medical Center, um, but was pronounced dead shortly after the arrival. At the scene, police also found 14 spent uh, shell cases. 
14. Mm-hmm. Holy fuck. Mm-hmm. And there was an, uh, like a eyewitness, like a neighbor said that he, he was still up. He said he heard about like eight or so. So, but that's there accurate. were 14. That's still too many. But you can hear yes. and you're that's trying ridiculous. to block out and make sense of everything. Um, but uh, an officer saw a Yukon matching the description of Mark's getaway car and attempted to pull it over. But the Yukon didn't stop. After a short police pursuit, the Yukon stopped and the driver, later identified as Mark, uh, was ordered out of the car. According to the court documents, Mark refused to cooperate and told officers to shoot him. So there's something wrong, obviously. Yeah. Well, either the intoxication or yeah. just like, because it's just trying, like, was it suicide by police or yeah. something like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he was eventually taken into custody after officers used physical force to arrest him. Um, physical force, but he's still alive as a black man, I'm just saying. <laughs> Rest of the world paying attention on how to do it. Physical force is fine. It's physical force is fine. You just don't need to like you know, choke someone out. And when they say they can't breathe, let up a little bit. Um, whatever. Another day. Another day. Another (laughs) rant. (laughs) We always have these. Another day. Time for another day. We don't do that. No, we'll get to it eventually. Yeah. Um, he was eventually taken into custody after officers yeah use the physical force. Um, and his bond was set to um, uh. Two thousand, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Two hundred. Two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Two thousand dollars. Not just twenty five hundred dollars. No, two hundred fifty thousand dollars. That's all the current info I could find right now. So I'm assuming mm-hmm. he's still in jail, waiting yeah. trial. Hopefully. Next up is like something that's Jesus. just like straight out of like a Breaking Bad episode, slash maybe like a little um, uh, Sons of Anarchy. Ooh. Only, yeah, so it's both two good shows. Let's yeah. do this. So let's <laughs> go back to uh, about September 2016. Um, Cody Holloman, 22 at the time, uh, was kidnapped and tortured to uh, near death by members of a Casey biker gang. Why? Because supposedly he did. Uh, he was given uh, $16,000 and a car and. And was directed to pick up and deliver drugs from Colorado, which he had done a couple times. But instead, this time, he went off to Las Vegas and spent all the money. His, well, um, so so um, why, why would you do that? Because he's stupid. What the fuck? He's a dummy. What are you thinking? Yeah. Do your damn job. Right. <laughs> like, you're getting paid for it. Don't right. do the opposite. Oh, I forgot to no, say how I knew This Mark. would legit be, like, a Breaking Bad episode. Yeah, it's a Breaking like, Bad, like... Oh, Unless he sounds of anarchy because of the murdered. biker gang thing. He gonna get murdered. Well. Well, I mean, uh, Sons of Anarchy. I mean, they did that shit. They too. did that? Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. cross them and done. Mm-hmm. It's a cool shit. Yeah. Have you ever um, seen either one of those shows? I've seen Breaking Bad. I okay. watched all of Breaking Bad. <laughs> Sons of Anarchy, I've just like We're almost done with Breaking Bad. I'm so excited. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, oh, but yeah, Mark, he was a year Older than me, but he was he Mark? played football. Mark Miller. I'm going back a little bit. Oh, okay. I said I would gotcha. say yes. how I knew them or didn't, and then yes. I forgot to do that. Um, so he, yeah, he was a year older than in a grade uh, up, uh, but he played football and I was football manager. So that's ah, my name. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Um. So okay. So he, yeah. So went to Vegas and spent all this money. His, um, I'm gonna say employer, quote unquote. <laughs> yeah. Uh, since the Cody had skipped town with the money and like any. Um, good employer, uh, checked on his whereabouts with his father. Except not over the phone. They went uh, in person with a gun and then held uh, Cody's father at gunpoint to find out where he was at. Yeah. 
Yeah, accurate. Yeah. So, um, Cody's <laughs> I was like, um, employer. Like, they, they don't use phones. They don't text someone like, hey, where mm-hmm. you at? No. They went there no, and they had fucking him. show up with guns. Like, yeah. Show up with guns. Where are you at? Tell us the info. Um, <laughs> oh, Cody, which shit. I didn't say, it's C-O-T-Y. Okay. But still mm-hmm. sounds like Cody. Yeah, Cody. Um, uh, it's his employer. Uh, it was a <laughs> father and son duo uh, of uh, Randall and Gerald Holmes. Which Gerald is who I went to. We'll get to that in a second. Um, and uh, well, more Randall doing it, and then Gerald Jerry was the um, reason that to get Cody. I'll go over that in a second. Oh, okay. Um, and then as, as well as an accomplice, um, Richard M. Phoenix, and they're all members of the. <laughs> oh no, Galloping Goose Motorcycle Club. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't take you seriously Mm-mm. and 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 think about you in a badass way. The if you're gonna be called galloping goose, the galloping goose mm-hmm. motorcycle game. Yep. So is it a um, motorcycle club? Motorcycle club, but they're actually. A game. I was gonna say clubs mm-hmm. are for club. motorcycles, but it's a motorcycle club. Yeah, quote unquote. But, um, they're, but they're actually. But they're like, they're definitely. Good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they use tactics often seen by uh, the group of the galloping gooses, uh, galloping <laughs> goose, uh, to torture Cody. Um, I don't even know what to do. I know that. goose can't gallop anyway. Exactly. Like, why the fuck? What? I don't know. That's so stupid. Um, but um, so Cody's uh, father uh, called him. And told him of the situation was led to Cody coming back home. And after making it back home, uh, those galloping gooses oh, <laughs> abducted Cody and proceeded to assault him in the basement of a home. Um, documents describe how they used items like a ball-peen hammer during the assault. And Cody was fed meth during the assault so he would stay awake during the beatings. Uh, but yeah. wait a minute. Meth doesn't totally make you stay awake. I mean, you're high as fuck. Yeah. I guess you're awake you're wo- for it, but yeah, you're awake. You don't know what's happening, most likely. Yeah, I mean, you, you won't feel the pain though. Yeah, the meth. Yeah. But meth, you're high as a kite. They just, <laughs> but up there. then again, logic Holy not really shit. much of going on right now. A ball peen. Yeah. Yep. Why is it always a ball peen hammer? Mm-hmm. Why does everyone in choose a ball peen hammer? Stop it. Yeah. The fucking ball peen hammer. Get rid of the ball peen hammer. You're the reasons we can't have ball peen hammers. You're the reason we can't have ball peen hammers. Um, well, but police were able to track down Cody and the gang members, um, because I'm going to call them what they are, yeah. uh, in Benton County after tracing a phone Cody had called his father on while uh, being abducted. Nice. Um, but because of how startling this case is, it, uh, it uh, helped bring the attention of the dangerous, uh, dangerous world of Barker gangs in the metro area. The Galloping Goose Motorcycle Club is one of the oldest biker clubs in the United States. Chris um, Omda, Omd, 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 I don't know. Omd, I don't know. Fuck That's why I'm just going to call him Chris. Um, who <laughs> has monitored biker gangs during his time in law enforcement. Uh, they have a long history of violence and drug dealing. Duh. Uh, Chris... It says, details of the abduction and assault sound similar to past case involving the Galloping Goose Biker Gang. Yeah. Uh, including the use of the ball-peen hammer to assault someone. Uh, that's a weapon of choice amongst a lot of these bikers. 
I guess it's easy to carry when you're yeah. on a motorcycle. Yeah, um, God, just carry you, a fucking knife or something. Yeah, like, that's just a, better than yeah. a fucking hammer. For torture, though. It's, you can do a lot with a knife for torture. Yeah, Don't true. have to stick it in all the way. I'm just saying. That's what she said. Yep. Um, just you the have just the tip. Don't understand. let it break off, though. Ooh. <laughs> you have to understand that a lot of them are uh, convicted felons, and they don't want to get caught with a gun. Oh, okay. There we go. Uh, Chris said that the case shows that the dangers of being involved with the biker gang. Duh. Uh, some of the things they fight over might seem trivial to you or me, but them is, to them it's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with a galloping goose having a strong presence in the metro area, I, I can't. Chris, yes, I can't said, take them serious. A galloping goose. I know. Oh my god. Chris said cases like this one may happen again in the future. I don't think they're ever going to go away. Well, no. Um, but you'll have them in the metro area for quite some time. They're established. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of crime established. Just don't cross them. Don't mm-hmm. fucking be don't. a part of them or try to be, and then don't fuck them over. No. So, Come on. So, uh, both Gerald or Jerry, as I remember yeah. him being called, uh, one of them was Jerry, but Jerry. We were like, he graduated. Um, <laughs> like there was some. Honestly, there were a couple of people when um, graduation was like happening, and they get called and be like, we'd look around and just be like, oh, same. Oh, mm-hmm. this okay, all right. Yeah. Well, good on them. Like, wow, um, someone which was only like three people or so. Damn, someone did um, some work at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, da, da, da. so yeah, Gerald and Randall, uh, are behind bars, of course, and with the, at that time their bond was set at, uh, $150,000, yes, I said that correctly, yeah, and faced the possibility of spending at least 20 years behind bars, but that state crime turned federal, and the state charges were, that were previously filed against the three oh um also like phoenix like escaped somehow richard and oh, phoenix shit. escaped okay. so he's like still kind of on the loose i think i couldn't find anything else um yeah so they the third defense was dismissed in lieu of federal prosecution so gerald known as jerry or joker who's 25 at the time because we're the same age yeah. uh, his father randall g holmes also known as <laughs> oh god <laughs> Peckerwood <laughs> or Wood. It's 53 at the time. And Richard and Phoenix, also known as St- Snake, who's 73 at the time, uh, all of Kansas, all of Kansas City were charged with a five count indictment uh, returned under seal by a federal grand jury in Kansas City, Missouri on August 30th, 2017. <laughs> the indictment was unsealed and made public following the arrest and initial court appearances of Gerald and Randall Holmes, who remain in federal custody pending d- detention hearing. Um, Phoenix is fugitive from the justice, um, but there's like a more detailed document of what happened, and I'm going to post it on there, but also Peckerwood of the Galloping Gooses. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So the galloping goose <laughs> and Peckerwood. They really need to come up with <laughs> some new nicknames. Or <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> I can't take that seriously. Oh. Like I'd be like, I'm sorry. One, your nickname <laughs> is Peckerwood. Also, two, you're a part of a quote-unquote gang called the Galloping Goose. <laughs> Why would I be scared of you? 
I know. But oh. also, hold on. There's a recent update. Hold on. Oh, shit. Um, so July 10th of this year, so just last month, um, Randall, uh, <laughs> it's also known as Peckerwood, oh <laughs> yeah, pleaded guilty in federal court in Kansas City to uh, one count each of kidnapping, conspiracy to kidnap, conspiracy to distribute at least 50 kilograms of marijuana, and uh, brandishing firearms during a drug trafficking crime. He faces life in federal prison without parole, and he is to be sentenced at a later date. Two other accomplices were charged last year, uh, along with Holmes, his son Gerald, known as VF Jerry, and then Phoenix, um, all three charged in circuit court two years ago, but those charges were dismissed in lieu of the federal prosecution. Yeah. Oh. I went in, I forgot to delete more stuff then. That's fine. Uh, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, so good old Peckerwood is going to be in jail for a while. Um, it didn't wood. give an update on what Jerry's situation is, but like, yeah. And it goes, oh uh, man, the Peckerwood uh, like, uh, pleads guilty or something. Like some of those titles oh, were God. a man called Peckerwood. Peckerwood. <laughs> How do you even get that nickname? I like, don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, dear God. Um, okay. So, yeah. So, Jerry was in the, my graduating class and then Cody was like two years behind us. Ugh. So, yeah, both weren't the brightest ones that I've known. Well, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. I, I remember, after, I honestly, I did. that story, like, oh, I no. I did not care for Jerry in high school, I'll be honest. Well, that's probably good. Yeah, it was good. It's like, probably oh. good that you did not care for him. Yeah. He's kind of, but I've been, have like, I've been into a gang. been to his house before because of who he was dating at the time in high school. Was it she had to go over there or was it another friend? But anyway, yeah. So it was like once, and they have like a trucking company too, or had. I don't uh-huh. know if they still do. Uh huh. <clears throat> trucking company. Mm-hmm. That's some drug but movement during, shit right there. At least during high school, it was drug just or, but we'll see. or human trafficking. Mm-hmm. Both. Um, I mean, All of them. I mean, it's a motorcycle gang. So yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, so cut to like February two thousand eight, which I was in school. So that was sophomore year. No. February two thousand eight. Yes, that was I sophomore year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. February. Yeah, sophomore year. Um uh so um uh this dude Jacob Jet, right? Um Jacob Jet? Jacob Jet. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, paid uh Hitman two hundred and sixty dollars to kill his uh, adoptive parents. That he'd always been a quote unquote very good child, his mother said. $260? $260 to kill someone. $260 to put yourself in jail. Potentially. Oh. So, Jacob God. is 18 at the time, so he was a senior. So you uh, should be smarter than that, you freaking idiot. $260? Well, if you're kind of spoiled a little bit, because they were, like, fairly rich. Like, they... But, like, had... 260 bucks, you... If you're rich, you should be like, ah, oh, I'll pay you at least a thousand. No, well, unless you're dealing with uh, people who Jeez. just need money. Um, so he allegedly gave the money and three handguns to two men as part of a plot to kill Richard and Robin Parnell, who was uh, people who took him in. Yeah, um, fucking He thought parents. because, as any, he thought they were too strict and wanted to inherit money. Uh. Uh, so Jacob and a fellow student, which um, uh, Joseph Garcia, which also went to high school with, actually played like basketball with his little sister. <laughs> Good God! Yeah, and I know his dad and stuff too. Yeah, um, 
uh, so apparently Joseph uh, is accused of introducing him to the would-be hitmen, um, and who were uh, charged with second-degree attempted murder and a. Uh, oh wait. Oh, no, they were. Okay, so Jacob and Joseph were charged with second-degree attempted murder and armed criminal action. Uh, and were being held in lieu of $25,000 cash bonds. Yeah, so his uh, mother said her son was adopted as an infant and that he was their only child. Ugh, she said that she had not slept since their arrest and that her... Um, husband was also not doing so good it came out of nowhere said robin he was a very good child um at an arrangement for uh, jacob and joseph um a judge entered not guilty pleas on their behalf they their next uh, okay so then and they were due in court and everything um it is unclear if either teen had a lawyer um robin would not comment about plans for representation and a woman who answered the phone at the uh, Garcia home hung up. Probably yeah. his mom. Yeah. At Joseph's home. Um, yeah, so they were from uh, Truman High School. Um, Joseph was a junior, and I'm pretty sure Jacob was a senior. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Jesus. Oh, someone who was in my class was, like, dating him at the time, mm-hmm. too. And it was just like, everyone just like, what the what is happening? Because we were like, why is there a like a news van outside of the school? I was like, oh yeah. So, um, yeah. Oh yeah. So <laughs> Jacob uh, asked Joseph um, to find out if he knew anyone who may have been willing to facilitate a murder for hire. Uh, Joseph introduced Jacob to the two would-be hitmen um, at a Kansas City home in that January of that year. Um, authority said one of the men was later picked up for a parole violation and told police about the alleged scheme, which is good for him, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, police contacted the second man who corroborated the story. Neither of the men hired to kill the Purnells were charged. Um, the authorities didn't believe they intended to actually carry out the plot. I think they saw it as an easy way to get $260. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. Yeah. Um, he said that, uh, Jacob gave the men three handguns um, from uh, his father's collection, um, a parent's ATM card, and a PIN number, as well as the security code for the family's home. Yeah, the Jesus. attempted second-degree murder charge carries a prison sentence of 5 to 15 years, and the armed criminal action carries a sentence of three years to life in prison. What a little shit. Mm-hmm. Ungrateful little bastard. Yeah, like I didn't know him really but I just, like, knew who he was. Yeah. Um, like, Joseph only met, like, a couple times because of, like, basketball, come to, like, basketball games or mm-hmm. stuff for um, his sister. Um, but, uh, so I don't, I didn't find what happened with Jacob, but um, I don't think he, I don't know. But uh, Joseph, um, in January 2009, uh, was just put on two years of probation for finding the two men to kill his friend's parents. Um, yeah, so, yeah, that's, uh, he pleaded guilty to the two counts of the attempted second-degree murder and sentenced him to the two years of probation. Yeah. Yeah, so, why? It was because the judge took into consideration, uh, by giving, um, probation instead of prison time, um, 
is that um, he had been given a gift in the sentence he ordered uh, Joseph to get his GED and hold out on a job and have no contact with Jacob, which Joseph apologized for his um, actions. Jacob also pleaded guilty to the, the two counts. And oh, okay, no, he was two was also sentenced to two years probation. Ah, yeah, so both got probation. Cool for being but idiots, buttheads. Yeah, buttheads, buttheads. Ugh. <sighs> yeah. So that was that's um, nice old, uh, alumna of alumni of Truman High. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of parent killing over there, apparently. Parent, parent involved killing. Apparently. Killings. There's a, a lot of parent <laughs> killing. <laughs> I said it and then I noticed uh, it. Uh, uh, apparently, a lot of parent apparently killers. Apparently, a lot of people trying to kill parents. And, uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, that's a fucking bummer. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's but at least, though, ends. they didn't actually get killed last one. Yeah. So, yeah. The only one was. Uh, Mark who actually killed somebody. Yeah. The rest was attempted on life. <laughs> Boof. Yeah. But I mean, it's, I guess it's good that they didn't get put into jail for being idiots and a yeah. spoiled little brat. Yeah. And then one just going along with it. Yeah. Because they're also in high schoolers. Dumb. But also like, Jesus. But also, you're gonna you're mm-hmm. kind of smart it. enough for that. Let's yeah. Stop that. Yeah. Okay. You got a tip? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of a little tip, tip. Oh. Okay. Um, okay, so uh, since it's like starting to get like kind of nicer at night and everything, I've been wanting to do more like uh, bonfires and shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've been like wanting to do some so bad. Um, but so I just found like a, I was kind of look up like you know bonfire tips or tricks or something like that. Yeah. Um, this is, could be for camping too, I guess. But portable fire starters. So obviously everybody knows Ooh. like the the whole like bag of chips trick. Yeah. Or like Doritos or whatever can start your fire. A bag oh. of Doritos, you just light that on fire and the chips will. Yeah, it's supposed to like help you start the fire. I don't, so there's a bag what? of Doritos. Yeah, you've never heard that. A bag of Doritos well, will help no, you start I a fire. I don't want to eat Doritos anymore. <laughs> Why? Jesus, because it can start fires. What if you light it on fire? It's going to help the fire. Keep. Oh, okay. It's not like Kindling. it's not gonna like blow up. It's not. It's not one of those phones. <laughs> one of those galaxy phones. Mm. Or whatever. It doesn't actually blow up. Yes, it's a fire starter. Like helps you uh. burn. Start to burn the wood. Uh. Um. So obviously there's those. Um. Yeah. Whatever. Like lighter fool. Blah blah blah. All that bullshit. Um. So you can also use like you know those makeup makeup remover like cotton pads like the little round circle thingies. Um, mm-hmm. You can either one, you can actually put those in like a, a baggie with mm-hmm. some lighter fluid if you want to, like mm-hmm. pour that in there or whatever, and then dump it into the fire before you start mm-hmm. the fire, or like put one into the fire or something. Yeah. Or you can actually dip them into wax from like melting, like the melt wax melters, like the ones that smell good, or oh, regular candles candle. okay. or anything like that. You can dip them in wax and like basically soak them in there, and so then they get wax like. You know, obviously. Yeah. And then it dries. It's it's done. It's sealed. You can put those, like, you can take those with you and just throw yeah. them on there. And it's just like a wax little starter pad thingy. That's oh. a little fun DIY. When it's not, like, nice. actual lighter fluid or a possible, like, bag of chips that I'm not <laughs> really sure how that's going to work. So, yeah. There you go. A little fun fact. A little fun tip for how to start a fire. Nice. Oh, that was weird. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. I'm trying <laughs> to answer weird. my mom. She's asked how oh, to access Facebook Live. <laughs> I'm trying I to explain it. it to her, but also we no, haven't gotten fine. there gotten there yet because yeah. we had well, technical, technical difficulties. difficulties. Uh, okay. 
Mm, okay. Yeah. Mm, mm, Your turn. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I just saw something else that says an acorn whistle. <laughs> you can make an acorn whistle. That's Ooh. fucking funny. Okay. I'm going to pause and. Okay. No. I'm gonna, what? I'm going to cut this part out because I'm going to tell her otherwise I'm forget. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Fun fact. Fact. Fun fact. Um, Fun facts. State songs. Kansas. Kansas. <laughs> Home on the range. What? <laughs> State song. No. Mm-hmm. No. Home on the Range. I saw it in like a no, I state facts. I'm just kidding. And then it's Googled it and I was like, yep, no, it's Home on the Range. I was like, With a deer damn it, Kansas. The antelope could, you, yeah. could you not? Um, but Missouri. I don't know. Missouri is uh, the Missouri Waltz. Um, what is yes. That? Someone made it up. Uh, but apparently uh, President, President Truman was not about it. <laughs> As a quote uh, that I found from the Truman Library, evidently Harry, Tr- Harry Truman did not care for the Missouri Waltz, the official state song of Missouri. Asked in a television interview how the Missouri Waltz became associated with him, Mr. Truman said, It's a ragtime song, and if you let me say that what I think, I don't give a damn about it. Yes! <laughs> but I can't say it out loud because it's the song of Missouri. <laughs> I love it's, him. It's as bad as the Star Spangled Banner as far as music is concerned. Oh, no, he Shit, did. Harry's uh, giving shit to the United States. Oh, my God. Damn. Um, oh, and in hilarious. a 1958 article in the Kansas City Star reported that the song was played at nearly every public occasion during his 1948 oh. presidential campaign, and it became part of the Missouri folklore that the Missouri Waltz was his favorite song. Truman said about the song, I just got tired of it. After all, they played it 30,000 times or more during that 1948 oh presidential gosh. campaign. In 1962, Truman was a guest of honor at a private dinner in a hotel. He walked down the hall towards the restroom, and the leader of an orchestra in the main ballroom saw him and had his band play the Missouri Waltz. Oh God! <laughs> Truman remarked to a friend that he had accompanied him, it's getting so you can't go to the men's room anymore without the, them playing the song. <laughs> I thought he was going to say something meaner than that, but he's a nice <laughs> person. So he's like, can't even go piss without <laughs> hearing that damn song. Like, <laughs> damn it. Okay, let's do it. It's a weird so song. So that's, that's us right now with the fucking Jurassic Park theme song because they've got dinosaurs revealed oh, at work yeah. and it's just every five seconds just the same little theme song. It's like, mm-hmm. stop it. Oh my God. Mm. All the feels, and someone, Truman, all the feel. I understand. Yeah. And I then totally someone understand. talking about the thing and then going yeah. back to the, yeah, uh-huh. as for every thing. <sighs> Stop it. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, That's Truman hilarious. also didn't like it. <laughs> That's amazing. He hated, hated it. Oh my God, mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, cool. Anything else? I don't um, think so. Oh, I, um, I think, new. did I say on here that we're on Spotify and Podbean? I can't remember if uh, I did or not. I think you did last time. I did? Yeah, I okay. think you did last time and then... I posted And then I noticed that you were well. like, oh, I forgot to post. Oh, so I was like, hey, I didn't think about that. that. Yeah. Uh, and then, anyway. yeah. So anyway, if we have it, there it is. Yeah. Just set it. All right. Well. <laughs> cool. um, thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's KC. <laughs> Every time. Every time. <laughs> Hey, folks, please don't forget to subscribe, review, and continue to listen to That's KC on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. If we're not on your favorite podcast directory, please let us know. You can chat with us on Twitter or Instagram at That's KC Pod and Facebook at That's KC. If you'd like to keep the local liquor, food, and podcast flowing, you can support us on Patreon at That's KC Pod. 
If you have any suggestions for local Missouri or Kansas food and drink, or, you know, would like to send us something, wink, wink, please send us an email to thatskcpod at gmail.com. P.S. If you have your own local story you would like to share or have a suggestion for us to research, we'd love to hear from you via email. Oh, and thank you to Brian Lawson for the intro beat. Okay, bye!